Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS and our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to part two of Charlie Sheen. I'm welcoming you, even though it's your actual, you're going to talk us through it. It's very kind of you to welcome me. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm not going to sing the jingle either, because I think as a two-parter, I might just give people a break from that, maybe. I'm on board with that. <laughs> I don't want to join in with the singing this week. Got a bit of a croaky throat this week. It's not COVID, is it? I have tested so many times. Yeah. It's definitely not COVID related. It's just a cold. That's good. There's that paranoia, isn't there? If you're like, oh my God, I should test all the time. I have that too. Yeah, but I have been testing every day. Oh, not just me, the whole family. I'm making everybody test. I bet the boys are loving it. Yeah, they're particularly uh, yeah enjoying having to do that before breakfast every day. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay, so quick summary then. In our last episode, we looked at what led Charlie Sheen to the point where he disclosed his HIV status on American TV. And this time we're looking at that TV interview and what happened next. Yeah, I actually don't know anything that happened next. I feel like in my mind, he just sort of disappeared a bit, which is awful, isn't it? I'm just like, he did this massive interview and then that was it. We just didn't hear from him again. And that obviously can't be true. But it was a bit like that, though, wasn't it? Well, we'll see, I suppose, as the podcast goes on. But yeah, I'd say it's definitely not doing as many high profile roles as he was prior to all of this. Sort of 2015, so it's quite a while. Again, I keep thinking that 2015, we've been over this before. I feel like it was about two years ago. Definitely wasn't. And when you think how much has happened since then, it's it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> But let's not talk about that. We'll be here for hours analysing how the last few years have changed. Yeah, that's true. Oh, dear. Okay, so that TV interview then. 
So Charlie Sheen, he did, um, well, they they called it an exclusive interview, but as we know, wasn't really that exclusive. I suppose it was the first time he'd gone on television to talk about his HIV status. But the National Enquirer, as we talked about last time, had already broken the story. So he went on to the Today programme, which shows in America, a host is Matt Lauer. And he went on there to address the rumours and the half-truths about his health, having learned that he was HIV positive in 2011. And during the interview, Charlie Sheen, he talks about the extortion he's experienced, people that he thought he could trust that knew his diagnosis, who turned against him, blackmailing him by threatening to reveal his status. All of that led him having to disclose to his ex-wives and his oldest children. And he says the extortion efforts resulted in him paying upwards of $10 million to keep his diagnosis secret. I wonder how many people that was too. I wonder if two people just got like five million each or did 10 people get a million each? I mean, I know we could go on forever working these out and <laughs> yeah. have like 100 people in the end. But I do wonder what what's the going rate for blackmail? I don't know. <laughs> Got absolutely no idea, but it's a huge sum of money. And as we know, it went over quite a a period of time, at least five years. Um, But still. Can I just say, though, imagine having that much money that you could just blackmail people with £10 million and still have money, obviously. Yeah, and still have money to live. That's Oh, (laughs) that is absolutely crackers. I know. He said his goal of appearing on today was to free himself from that prison. So he's talking about the fact that he's having to pay these people money. And he goes on to say he doesn't know how he contracted HIV, but he was diagnosed following a series of headaches that led him to believe that he had a brain tumour. We've talked about this before, probably not on the podcast. I know neither of us find interviews of that kind of ilk particularly comfortable. And when you watch it, and I know you've seen it uh, or clips of it as well on the news, you can see that he's not comfortable either. That was really clear. Yeah, it was it was yeah. an uncomfortable thing to watch. It felt like someone, yeah, it did feel like someone was forcing him to. Now we've learned the blackmail. Yes. But it very much felt this is not something he's not there comfortably chatting, saying, oh, I feel so much better. Weight off my shoulders. That was not the vibe. No, definitely not. And I mean, the video is available on YouTube, of course. Everything's available on YouTube for people to watch. But it is, it's an intrusive video, I would say. And obviously, it's very personal. And we know now he's doing it because he has to, not because he wants to. Even so, yeah, it's just not comfortable viewing, really. And I think at the time, because uh, I didn't know all the backstory, I just really felt for him that he was having to be put in this position. Yeah. He's asked in the interview about whether he could have passed the virus on to other people. I remember watching it at the time and thinking, oh, it's none of your business. Why are you even asking questions like this? I did it feel it was, it really invaded his privacy, as we said, uncomfortable viewing. Absolutely. But now we know that the National Enquirer, Enquirer had already published the story, perhaps it was to address the issues that had been raised in that story. So Charlie Sheen says he insisted, actually, he said it was impossible that he knowingly transmitted the virus to others. He admitted to having unprotected sex with two people since his diagnosis. Both were informed ahead of time and both were under the care of his doctor. But he dismissed the idea that he engaged in high risk behaviours. So now we know that because that story had broken in the National Enquirer and lots of people had come forward to say they'd had unprotected sex with him and he hadn't disclosed his status, he's trying to address that here, isn't he? And so that that just didn't happen. I understand him saying these people were ahead of time. I understand disclosure. That's fine. I don't so much understand saying they're under the care of my doctor. Yeah. 
That's a bit odd, isn't it? If you're looking to put those rumours to bed that have been published, <laughs> this probably wasn't the way to do it. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And he doesn't mention who those two people are. Um, and as far as I can recall, he's not pushed on it either. It's almost like they've got this kind of tick box exercise where right, we have to address this and now we're going to address this. He attended the Today interview with his doctor, his, presumably his HIV doctor, or maybe just a, a private doctor, who explains the medical side of things and talks about the main battle for Charlie is going to be one of relapse. So he's talking about his past substance misuse. Um, and in particular, that if he relapses, he might mistake his HIV medication because he's using drugs and then he's not going to be undetectable anymore. So again, he's kind of focusing on that element which again, it's, I find it's a weird thing to talk about, isn't it? If you're talking about someone with HIV and they're disclosing on national television and you kind of want to reassure people that they're taking uh, their diagnosis seriously and managing it really well, why would you focus on that? It is a bit of an odd one, isn't it? I saw a friend of mine that weekend that the interview had gone out and she mentioned the U equals U part to me. And she had said, oddly enough, well, he's just, it's just rubbish because she'd never heard of you equals you. So she said, it's absolute rubbish. That can't be true, that you can't pass that on. And I thought, oh, well, this hasn't helped to dispel myths at all, has it? Oh. It hasn't helped to educate people because she's there going, no, he's lying. Like, um, I mean, he's not. And oh, I, no. I went through it with her and obviously explained the science behind it. And she was like, oh, wow. But imagine if I hadn't had that conversation. She's just over yeah. there going, no, no, he's a liar. Oh, dear. I mean, he said in the interview that the reason for going public, well, the other reason, other than obviously wanting to disclose his status, was to help dispel the stigma in the hope that one day people can thank him for reducing stigma as a consequence of the interview. He's put in a very different spin on this compared to the story in the Inquirer. Do you want some quotes? Do you want some quotes from the interview? Yes, please. Okay, so the first one, he says... Direct quote, I have a responsibility now to better myself and to help a lot of other people. And hopefully with what we're doing today, others will come forward and say, thanks, Charlie. Oh, wow. Oh, OK. So it's not actually for the greater good. It's just so that he can be like, well done me. Yes. <laughs> Another quote. He said, if there was one guy on this planet to contract this, that's going to deliver a cure. It's me. It's me. Seriously. I really hope we're going to address this later on when you say what happened since. Yeah, Pretty sure he's not found a cure. Haven't heard about it yet. No, well, it surprised me too, because I thought we might have done. And then the third quote, this is a nicer quote. He says, I'm not going to be the poster man for this, but I won't shun away from responsibilities and opportunities that drive me to helping others. That sounds very honest and fair play. No one should have to be forced to be a, a like a poster boy for anything like that. It's just a bit of a move away from those initial two quotes isn't it it's the world will thank me if anyone's going to find a cure it's me very much that's putting you in the spotlight and then over here oh I don't want to be the poster boy for it you can tell like we're saying that the team have worked on it obviously his team of people that's their job that's what they do isn't it to try and spin this and make it look better so kind of a mixed bag of messages I would say there I would think so and I think that's the theme of the interview it's car crash tv and you want him to come out of it well because you know he's having to disclose his status but equally there are some bits that you're like oh i don't i don't think you should have said that it wasn't the best now let's look at what happened after the interview did he deliver a cure no there's no cure for hiv we know this but did he make a difference 
And in a word, yes, he did. And it's known as the Charlie Sheen effect. So researchers found that after he had announced his HIV on the television, sales of home HIV testing kits doubled in the United States. Prior to the interview, they were selling three and a half thousand kits a week. After the television interview, that went up to 7,000 kits a week. And the boost in sales continued for several more weeks. That's fantastic. That's amazing, isn't it? One of the um, kind of study co-authors, he's called Benjamin Outhouse. He's a research scientist with the Institute of Disease Modelling in Bellevue in Washington. And he said it's hard to appreciate the magnitude of Sheen's disclosure. When we compared Sheen's disclosure to other traditional awareness campaigns, the Charlie Sheen effect is astonishing. Astonishing is a big word, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So the researchers estimated sales of home HIV testing kits were nearly eight times greater around the time of his announcement compared with sales around the time of World AIDS Day, which is or was at the time the highest profile HIV awareness campaign in the States. And because his past had been covered extensively in the press, public health officials believe this contributed to a greater level of education in America as people learned that certain types of behaviour put you more at risk of contracting HIV. So America really is saying thanks, Charlie, because of this Charlie Sheen effect. Absolutely. So whether you know it's prompted more people to get tested, it's raised awareness um, uh, around education of the perils of having unprotected sex. So it did have a positive effect, which I, is a great thing. That is awesome. But I mean, what a story. I know we're at the end of it where we're saying, oh, my God, this is amazing. But I keep just thinking back to the last episode and being like, how did we get here on this roller coaster? It is a real roller coaster journey, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Yes. I think it's probably the most roller coastery. That's a new word for us, isn't it? Of, of all the episodes <laughs> we've done so far. I wonder if they'll make a film out of it. I don't know, because you do think, well, why haven't they made a film already? All the parts are there. Charlie could play himself, though. We know he's a good actor. Yeah, he could. Definitely. Oh, okay. Let's look at the longer term effect. So it's hard to tell when HIV test sales return to normal, but the news stories continued. So this is a story that didn't die. This This rolled on and on. And each time that raised awareness of HIV and it got people talking. So, for example, do you remember the reports that were linked to him that said that he used lambskin condoms? Yes. I remember them too. Oh, you're going to tell us. Sorry. I was just, I was going to ask if it was true. And then I realised you're about to tell me. Well, it is true, according to the media. And it relates to a story about someone called Brie Olsen. She's one of his former sexual partners. So she went on the Howard Stern show to talk about how he'd never disclosed to her about his HIV status, but that he had told her he was clean and that he'd used lambskin condoms when they were together. She didn't want to use them. She wanted to use regular condoms. Um, And she says, you know, I made the mistake that a lot of people do. I trusted him. So lambskin condoms provide less protection, as you probably know, than latex condoms. They can increase sensitivity and they are effective at preventing pregnancy, but they don't prevent the transmission of sexually transmitted infections, including HIV. I can't even believe they're a real thing. I thought you were just going to say it was some kind of bonkers thing that we've made up. And it's like, oh, no, no, they are real. They're not made from lamb's skin. They're actually made from something called lamb cecum. What is that? that? Well, initially, let me tell you, 
I wondered if that actually was the semen of a lamb. <laughs> how? How? First of all, how are they getting this? And then how are they weaving it into a how, Yeah. How are they? Oh, my goodness. And who thought that that would be a good idea as a prevention for pregnancy? Who was looking at a field of lambs? Was there a scientist going, do you know what? I think lamb semen, that'd make a good condom. It looks, look, it looks a bit like it's made out of, I've just found an image on Google to show Sarah. I'm sure you've already looked them up, but I just couldn't wait, to be honest. I was, I just can't believe it. So what is this lamb cecum? Right, let's clear this up. So lamb cecum is a pouch located at the beginning of a lamb's large intestine. So it is part of a lamb, but it's not the skin. And they use that to make these condoms. How they ever worked out that this could be used as a prevention method for pregnancy, I don't know, but they do exist. (laughs) Because I actually can't believe it, because when I've Googled it, it's talking about medieval times, and I'm like, as if this couldn't get weirder, as if this wasn't weirder, and this says reusable. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, he is a very interesting character, isn't he? And this is his preferred method of contraception. It'd be mine. And as I said, let's make our position clear on this. We would not recommend using them. So if you're allergic to latex, most condom companies now produce non-latex condoms and they're effective at preventing pregnancy and STIs. So we would prefer people to use them than to use lambskin condoms but they do exist and you can buy them it just gets wilder and wilder this yeah i'm not gonna lie in my head didn't you have a vision of a lambskin condom i don't know why i thought of it as being like like a you know like a lambskin rug but kind of rolled <laughs> up like a tiny one i don't know why i thought that's how it would look but in my mind that's what a lambskin condom would look like a tiny lambskin rug just go yes that's what I thought like a woolly condom I thought yeah. I, don't, I don't really get how that's gonna work and then when you see that it's not it's made from lamb cecum you're like well that's even worse none of this is good and I just don't know why people would buy these yeah so that clears up that story if we want to know about more about kind of Charlie Sheen for instance did he work again because we've mentioned that earlier kind of stepped out of the limelight really in 2017 he started a relationship with the nanny of his children so his life was more settled but he was working less and he had financial issues so he well, needed is that because he spent 10 million pounds blackmailing people yeah it could very well have been but he wasn't working he wasn't bringing any money in he nearly lost his home it was reported that he'd been blacklisted by many in the entertainment industry not necessarily because of his HIV I mean he'd been living a very chaotic lifestyle up until his TV interview and even afterwards there were women coming forward saying they'd had unprotected sex with him so you know he's probably not going to be a director's first choice for a leading role because there's still so much controversy around him and you don't want your project to be overshadowed by someone's personal life do you you want your whatever you're working on the with to be the main thing front and centre Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And there have been reports since he opened up about his diagnosis probably haven't helped him regain an image of being more stable, if I'm honest. So in 2017, there were stories emerging that he'd stopped his HIV medication and was seeking an alternative cure in Mexico. So there's an article in the Independent, UK Independent at the time, uh, which said that since receiving the treatment, the two and a half men actor said he does not recommend the alternative treatment and was just presenting himself as a type of guinea pig to trial it. However, his viral count had revealed to be higher than before he went on this alternative treatment and he had now resumed taking his anti 
retroviral drugs. Well, he's very open-minded, isn't he? He, well, yeah, yeah, he is. And he's also quite honest, isn't he? Kind of going to the, the press or maybe the press found the story that he, he'd done that. But he, it's fair to say he's a little bit of a liability. A little bit, yeah. He did go back on medication and as far as we know, continues to manage his HIV well. But the stories around whether he deliberately misled the women he slept with, well, they continue. So there was a lawsuit settled against him by an ex-girlfriend. Terms of the settlement weren't divulged. But it was around the fact that he hadn't disclosed to her and they'd had unprotected sex. And, you know, there were probably other lawsuits out there. Who knows? But in a way, I mean, he's still paying the price for his diagnosis. All of it from start to finish is just so I don't want to say bananas because obviously this is somebody's life. But like we said in the last one, this is Hollywood and things are slightly different. And, you know, it starts out with Dylan flying over to drink Charlie's urine. And then here we are. It's, I feel like it's just going to rattle on, isn't it? It's going to be something where constantly, like you're saying, other lawsuits might pop up here and there or reports of what Charlie's up to. Once the press have something like this has happened, I feel like they hound you. It just, it on and on and on, because there always might be a story. Yeah, definitely. And they know that um, he's probably more likely than other people to, to have that that story because of the way he lives his life. Maybe they will do a film one day. Do you know how the film could open? With us two doing a podcast episode. We could narrate the whole thing. Oh, yes, we could. <laughs> we could. They could keep cutting back to us and then they'll go on to his that portion of his life. I wonder if he's still using lambskin condoms. Oh, gosh, I hope not. I, I just don't think anybody should use them. I hope not either. But if he was using them before all this, I feel like the chances are he's still using them. Well... Quite possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we learned lots. I was going to say we learned something new. We learned lots of new things. We have. And that's all you need to know, really, about Charlie Sheen and HIV. I say it every week, but honestly, that one, this one, it's just been so interesting just because it's so crazy. I think it has. Do you know what I have kind of battled with? It's that I want to like him and root for him because he's been open about his diagnosis. On the other hand, I found some of the things that have taken place a bit kind of hard to swallow, really. And I'm just like, oh, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. You know, the press broke this story and I we would, I mean, everyone's got their own opinion of the press, haven't they? But trusted someone who then kind of went through all his personal items and found out lots of information and obviously published that to the world saying that they were going to protect the women that had had unprotected sex with him or using that as their moral stance for doing their justification for doing it, which isn't great. But then I don't think he's helped himself either. It's just, it's been a difficult one. I don't think I've come to the end of this and thought, well, that's all saying up. How lovely. Yeah. And you like that, don't you? You like everything in a nice bow. There we go. Move forward. No, I can totally see what you're saying. This is more, here are the facts and this is what happened. So I don't feel I've concluded in a in a great way really i've just yeah no i'm not happy maybe there'll be a part three if and when he finds a cure we'll do part three charlie sheen that would be amazing (laughs) i mean i'm gonna bet money that the scientists might find a cure before charlie sheen but you never know it's hollywood this could happen yeah he might have resources that we just don't know about might be working on it right now maybe that's why he's been so quiet oh my goodness but thank you so much You're very, very welcome. I already know what the next one is. Again, I'm not going to ruin it because I don't know the history to it. 
but everyone should tune in because I'm very excited about it. They should tune in. We are looking at a huge moment in history mm. next week. A huge, absolutely huge. That's yeah, all I'm going to say on the matter. Enormous. And if you don't want to miss it, then subscribe to the podcast because it will just download it straight for you and it will be right there waiting for you. Perfect. I'll see you. I'll see you for this enormous moment in history soon. I shall go and prepare myself. Oh, I'd love to know how you're going to prepare yourself. Mentally, I think. Mentally prep. Okay. Well, Get my so, facial well, expressions ready. Yes. I feel like I'm going to be horrified quite a lot. Possibly possibly with people's actions by the way not because of our content or my delivery (laughs) yeah no none of those things just with the actions of people okay fabulous well i will see you then thank you for listening to hiv hope and charity if you'd like to know more about the work that we do visit tvps.org.uk and please like subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.